Good evening, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. We'll be beginning tonight uh, with Daf Maseches in Maseches Psachim, Daf Tes Zion, starting about ten lines or so, maybe twelve lines from the bottom from Lema Misayale. Uh, we're going to be continuing in our discussions about the Shita of Rav Meir and our Mishnah. Uh, if you are interested, you can look back on Yadal and to see the Shita of Rav Meir. Rav Meir writes that one is allowed to uh, burn Truma Tahora and Truma Tmeir on Pesach together. And he used a language in the Mishnah of uh, Midivrehim that he learned it from somewhere. We went yesterday through a couple of iterations as to where Rav Meir may have learned that from. Um, and right now, we're in the midst of the Shita of Rav Yochanan's analysis of our Mishnah. Rav Yochanan looked at the Machlokas in our Mishnah between Rav Meir, who allows for the burning of Truma Tahor and Tmeh together, and Rav Yossi, who does not. And Rav Yochanan is very clear. He believes... Um, very clearly, he believes that the shita of Rav Meir that allows for one to burn Truma Tahora and Truma Tmeya together is based on Rav Hanina Skana Kohanan from our Mishnah. We're going to ask a few questions about that, dig into a very uh, nuanced sugya at the bottom of this page, moving to the top of Yudal and Amaralev. Um, sorry, the bottom of this page into the top of Tezai and Amaralev. And, uh, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll uh, be able to dig into uh, a connected sugya. Here we go. Um, again, Tesvav Amadeis, 10 lines or so from the bottom, 12 lines from the bottom. Lema misayeyale. Yesterday we said in the name of Rav Yochanan that everyone agrees that the Machlokas of uh, Rav Meir and, uh, and Rav Yossi only applies in the sixth hour. That's where they have their argument. But in the seventh hour, even Rav Yossi would agree that one is allowed to uh, to burn Truma Tahora with Truma Tamea. So says the Gemara, Lema misayeyale. Maybe we have a Mari Makom that indicates that this seventh hour is permissible for Srefa of Truma Tahora Tmea, according to all Shitas. Maybe that's possible. What's the case? Apas Shi'ipsha, if you have bread that is moldy, and it's moldy enough, no human being would ever eat it. However, and we know that this is a measure for us, however, <clears throat> but a dog would be willing to eat it. We know, of course, that halacha is by chametz. That um, when a dog is still willing to eat food, then it has the status of a machal, and therefore you could, in theory, violate chametz. So this bread is uh, is straddling two worlds. It's inedible for humans, but a dog would still eat it. Let's finish out this uh, this uh, brisa. What does it say? It's still a food to the point that it could generate tuma. However, even though you won't eat it, but it's still a maichal as it relates to a kelev. So therefore it's a maichal as it relates to Tuma Vitara. So the food, the food, we, it can still be burnt on Pesach. So what do we see from there? Says the Gemara, maybe we could learn from there that uh, Rav Yossi would agree that you could burn Truma uh, Tahora, which in the seventh hour, it's still Tahor. You're, it's usher to eat, but it's not Tame. It's usher to eat because of Hilchos Chametz. But it never became tame, just like our case. It's usher to eat the food. It's not usher. The, the food's inedible, but it's not, it's not tame. <laughs> so still, that would be how where the Gemara would learn from Rabiosi and says the Gemara, your comparison of Rabiosi in the seventh hour to allow for Truma Tahora and Truma Tameh to be burned cannot be compared to this case uh, of the of the of the kelev, of the food that is still edible by the dog, shiny husam. That case over there. It doesn't, it's inedible to the point that we can't even compare the two cases, even though it's still a Michael Hassam, the Afra Be'almahu, it is considered to be like dust and therefore there is no comparison. Oh, good, says the Gemara, uh, going back on trying to understand the Shita of Rabiosi, 
Remember, in our Mishnah, we saw the sheet of Rav Meir that says that you're allowed to burn Truma Tahor with Truma Tmea. And Rav Yossi responded by saying, Eina min hamida. You're not allowed to do that. Your case is not comparable. So it says the Gemara, and this is really a caution of Rav Yochanan, because Rav Yochanan said that Rav Meir's din was extracted from Rav Hanina Skan HaKohanan. It says the Gemara, if that's where, where uh, Rav where Meir got his din from, if Rav Meir learned from Rav Hanina, so, so then why doesn't he, why doesn't Rav Yossi debunk the comparison? Why doesn't he say your comparison's bad? And the Mishnah asks the Gemara, Ihachi, my mode, if you were to look back on Yadalad Maralath in the Mishnah, after Rav Yossi's Shita, he doesn't talk about the lack of of congruence between Rav Meir and, and Rav Hanina Skanakal. And he just moves on and says, and by the way, you should know that Moda Rav Yoshua, he moves on to not speak about the comparison. But what's the problem? I don't understand what the problem is. Why are you talking about, about Moda Rav Yoshua? So says the Gemara, Rav Yossi had a svara. Here's what Rav Yossi was thinking when he was pushing back against Rav Yochanan. Says the Gemara, as follows, were eight lines or so from the bottom of Tesvav and Mabes. Rav Yossi, the Rav Meir. Here's what the argument was. Rav Meir, you want to be Mekel? You want to you want to be lenient and burn shumat and shumat because you think it compares to Rav Hanina Skana Kohanim. It doesn't even compare to the more lenient sheet of Rabbi Yoshua. I feel the Rabbi Yoshua de Mekel, even the more lenient sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, you couldn't learn from because Ki Mekel. When was Rabbi Yoshua Mekel only by Betluya Vitmeya? You, Rav Meir, were lenient to burn Tahora Utmeya, something that had no Tuma status at all, with something that's, that's totally Tamei. Rav Yoshua himself was only Mekel when there was Tuluya, when it was Suffolk. A Tuluya is a, basically an equivalent of the word Suffolk. We're not sure what the status is of this wood. That was the only place he was Mekel, but to say that, that Truma Tahora can be burned with Truma Tamei is too far. It's too far. Even Rabbi Yoshua, the Mekel, wouldn't allow it. That's why the Gemara doesn't bother analyzing the comparison between Rav Meir to, uh, from Rav Meir back to Rav Hanina, the comparison's ridiculous to start with. Even the lenient Shita wouldn't tolerate what you're doing to allow for burning Truma Tumea with Truma Tahora. It's unacceptable. Aval B'Tahora with Tumea, no way. Even Rabbi Yoshua would say, lo, that that's not allowed. Okay, I understand why you went the route now. You answered the question, why you went the route of speaking about Rabbi Yoshua, but still, Rabbi Yoshua, you have to answer the following question. Isn't it true isn't it true that the case of burning Truma Tahor and Truma Tmeya is in fact similar to Reb Chaninas Gankohanan? Because at least from a Doraisa level, as we saw yesterday, we'll discuss this more today. Mida Oraisa, when we look at the Shita of Reb Chaninas Gankohanan, you have a Shlishi Latuma that's only Tmeya Midarabbanan. You have a Rishon Latuma that's Tmeya Midaraisa. And we see in the case of Reb Chanina and our Mishnah that that's permissible. We allow for that to take place. So Reb Chanina, that was a great marimakum for a mayor. Reb Yossi, you still need to answer why the cases are not on level playing fields. Because as of right now, you may not like it, but he does have a good comparison. So let's see how the Gemara answers the question. It says the Gemara, Why are you saying that Rav Meir can't learn from Rav Chanina's Gan Kohanim? He should be able to learn there perfectly. It's a perfect matchup. Says the Gemara, we have completely and totally misunderstood Rav Hanina Skan HaKohanim. It's not our fault. We were not presented with this information until right now, but it totally changes the way that we view the case of Rav Hanina Skan HaKohanim. Now we're going to learn from Rav Yirmiya as to how to properly look at the case of Rav Hanina Skan HaKohanim. Five lines from the bottom test of Abba Medbe says the Gemara's house, Amar Rav Yirmiya, Hacha, here, 
in our Mishnah, Yudalam and Aleph, what was the case of Rav Hanina Skana Kohanim? Here's what it was. You follow along, very nuanced. The meat that we're dealing with, the meat that's a Shlishi Latuma, that meat became Tame Bimashkin from a liquid, and the liquid became Tame Shinitmu Machmasheret. The Shmona Shratzim are an Avhatuma. So one of the Shmona Shratzim touched this liquid. Their Avhatuma degraded down one to make the liquid a Rishon. That Rishon, the Tuma, then touched the meat that is in our case a Shlishi. So first of all, ask them before Shem, that's only a Shani. The Avhatuma was the Sheretz. The second, uh, and then it touched the liquid, which makes the, the liquid a Rishon. And then you said that the Rishon touched the meat in our case. That's only a Shani. So the Mephorshim say, you have to insert a Kli here. This needs to go in the notes on the side of the Gemara. The Mephorshim write, write here that there has to be an added Kli here to make it a Shani first and then a Shlishi by the Basar. Because otherwise the case doesn't make sense. Again, the case of Rav Yochanan Skana Kohanim is Bibasar Shenitma Bimashkin. The meat that we that Rav Yochanan was discussing, the meat that was a Shlishi Latuma, became Tame from a liquid, Bimashkin. And that liquid was Shenitmu Machmas Sheretz. It got Tame from the Avhatuma of a Sheretz, one of the Shmona Shratzen. And now that we know that, the Azdar of Meir Lataime, the Rav Yossi Lataime, the Machlokes in our Mishnah uh, between Rav Meir and Rav Yossi has to be understood as follows. Three lines from the bottom. Rav Meir Lataime, Rav Meir's opinion was the Amar, Tumas Mashkin Latame Acherim de Rabbanon. The capacity of a liquid to make something else Tame only exists me Rabbanon. It is not possible for a liquid to cause something else to become Tame Midoraisa when the liquid is itself Tame. So you have a, you have a, a, a vat of, uh, of water. You take a Sheretz, you dunk it in and get rid of the Sheretz. The water's tummy, the wine is tummy, the oil's tummy, whatever the liquid is. And then you touch meat to that, says Rav Meir, at a maximum that's going to be Midurabbanan. It cannot be any worse. What does that mean for our Mishnah? Rav Meir says, still perfect. The Shlishi Latuma is only tummy Midurabbanan because liquids that may be tummy Midurabbanan themselves can't give Tuma to others Midurabbanan, only Midurabbanan. So Rav Meir is, uh, he's perfect. Kaftor Vaferach, his comparison, to say that you can burn truma tahora with truma tamea matches perfectly with the case of Rav Hanina Skana Kohanim. However, and we are now two lines from the bottom, Rav Yossi argues fundamentally, Rav Yossi Lataime, why does he argue with Rav Meir? Says the Gemara, because Rav Yossi holds the Amar, Tumas Mashkin Lataime Echerim Doraisa. The Chakira that they're having the Machlokes is when you have a liquid, I have a liquid in here. Let's say that the liquid in here is Tame. Midoraisa, a sheretz was dipped in here, one of the Shmona Shratzim, and then I take another piece of meat in the house and dip it in. Midrabanan or Midoraisa, where are we with the piece of, piece of corned beef that I just dipped in here? So, Rav Meir says that a maximum it's Midrabanan. Midoraisa, a liquid can't give too much to something else, but Midrabanan it can. And Rav Yossi argues and says, I'm sorry, Rav Meir, Rav Hanina's case is, um, is still midoraisa. The shlishi, the meat that's a shlishi latuma is doraisa. So therefore, you don't have a comparison anymore to compare your case of mixing truma tahor and truma tamea with the case of Rav Hanina, Skan Kohan. How do we know that this is the machlokas between them? 
So the Gemara answers because we have a brisa that highlights their two opinions explicitly. It also throws in a couple of other Tanaim that we're going to have to detail a little bit. But let's jump in to see this new version of the Machlokas of Rav Meir and Rav Yossi. Again, before we jump back into this brisa, now the Machlokas between Rav Meir and Rav Yossi is whether or not a liquid, a standalone liquid that's Tamemi Doraisa, can give to, it can become Tamemi Doraisa, most likely. We'll see that later today. But can it give Tuma to another item, Midoraisa, yes or no? So there, Rav Meir says no, only Midorabanan. And Rav Yossi says yes, again. Titania, turning to the top of Daftes Zainam at Aleph. Safek Mashkin Litame, Tame. Let's say you have a, 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 a barrel of wine and the, it's a liquid. You're not sure, you have a suffix as to whether or not it became tame. Not whether it can give tuma, but whether it is tame. So there, that's a din doraisa that we can make the liquid tame. That was the case we just saw. The sheretz made the liquid tame mi doraisa. We only questioned the capacity of the liquid to give tuma to others. But if there was a suffix mashkin li tama, if the vat itself had a suffix on it, because it, it, it would, in theory, be Tamemi Doraisa. Therefore, we apply the principle of Safek Doraisa Luchumra and we say Tame. However, Latame Acherim, what about the capacity of a liquid that's Tamemi Doraisa to give Tuma to another item, to another food? That is only, according to Reb Meir, Adin Dirabanan, and therefore, for Besafek, Tahor, Divi Reb Meir. This shows explicitly the shita of Rav Meir that a liquid that is the oraisa itself, it's tamimi oraisa, it literally had a dead sheretz in it. It cannot give tuma to another food, midoraisa, only midorabanan. What's the proof that he says tahor here? Because here we're besafik, we're not sure. Safik, if the corned beef touched the liquid that was tamimi oraisa, safik dirabanan. At a maximum, it would have been dirabanan. And we're not sure if it happened, we'll be lenient. That's Rav Meir. V'chein, hoya rebelazar, omer kidvara. And Rebbe Lazar agreed with the opinion of Rebbe Meir. We're going to question this sheet of Rebbe Lazar soon. Next, Rebbe Yehuda Omer Lakol Tame. Rebbe Yehuda is at the opposite extreme that everything is Tame Midoraisa. Namely, he holds that not only can a liquid become Tame Midoraisa, but he also holds like Rebbe Yossi. He holds like Rebbe Yossi that even giving Tuma from a liquid to a solid can also be Doraisa. And then the last shita we're going to see, and then the Brisa will close. Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Shimon Omrin, what do they say? These are key words. That if a liquid were to touch ochlin, they would be tame in a case of suffix because they hold it to din do raisa. Suffix do raisa When we're unsure about a circumstance, when we're unsure about a circumstance, so then we have to, how do we answer the question? It depends. If the, we're unsure if we benched, I don't know, I don't remember if I benched. So then, because it's a din do raisa, suffix do raisa you should bench again. Ay, it's Hashem's name in vain. That's an Isra Durabanan, but to not bench is a bitl aseh. So you should say benching again for sure. If you really don't remember, you should bench again. It's better to eat a kezayis before you do that, a kezayis of bread. Post can also write as well. If a person throws up their meal, it's a big suffix if you're allowed to bench. You ate a kezayis, but it wasn't sevia. So the post can write, if you can hack it, you should eat another, another kezayis of bread before you bench. So anyways, benching is doraisa. So if you're a suffix, you have to repeat. Had it been Durabanan, if we don't know if we made a Shahakal or a Borin of Fashos, that's only Durabanan. You're not sure you don't repeat. So here, the same thing would be true. That with the reason why Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, fourth line, Omer and Laochlin, Tamein, because they hold that a liquid, which is Tamei Raisa from an Avatuma, can give over its Tuma to another food Midoraisa. However, they don't go so far to say in regards to Kalim, they don't say that in regards to Kalim that it would be Tarla Kalim to Horim. They do not hold that there is a uh, the capacity to give Tuma from a liquid 
to an inanimate object such as a cleat. That doesn't exist. End of the Bryson. Now, the Gemara uh, just, what, what the Gemara just did is it highlighted the Mari Mikomos to understand our Mishnah. And now we really understand much better, hopefully, what Reb Meir and Reb Yossi are arguing about. And that is, can a liquid give Tuma to another item? Midoraisa, yes or no? That's what we're talking about in our Mishnah. Reb Meir holds yes, and therefore, Reb Meir has a Marimakom Midivrehem that he knows to quote um, his Shita that we can burn Truma Tahora and Truma Tamea together. We know that from the case of Reb Chanina Skana Kohanim because we hold that a liquid can be Mitame something else, but only Midrabanan. Masha'in Kane, according to Reb Yossi, he holds that, it would, that, that a liquid would be Mitame something Midoraisa, and therefore he holds that Reb Chanina Skana Kohanim cannot be the precedent for the Shita of, uh, of Reb Meir. But first, the Gemara, before we get back into our Sagi, the Gemara has a side problem. If you look at the second line of Tazayin Amadal, if it just said, And now, on, at face value, because it doesn't seem complicated, it really seems that Rebbe Lazar holds exactly like the Shita of Rav Meir, that we hold that the liquid itself can become Tameh, but its capacity to give Tameh to others is limited only to the rabbinic injunction, that Midoraisa, a liquid cannot give Tameh to something else. Fine. So says the Gemara, that's a problem about Tanya. Uh, sorry, that's not true. Vesava Rebbe Lazar, fifth line. Vesava Rebbe Lazar, mashkin islu tuma be'olam. Rebbe Lazar, you say that there's any tuma when it comes to liquid, but we have a brisa that quotes you that doesn't say like that. But Tanya, the brisa writes, Rebbe Lazar, Omer, ain tuma lemashkin kol ikur. There's no tuma by liquids at all. But on the second line of this page in a brisa, you said you held like Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir held that liquids themselves can become tamemi do raisa, and they held that liquids giving to others is not a derabanan level. How does this brisa say that ain tuma lemashkin kol ikur? That's a total contradiction in terms, Rebbe Lazar, and they're both in your name. So how do you solve this contradiction? But before we get there, Teida says, the Gemara, I can prove it to you. Rebbe Lazar has a beautiful Mari Makom. What's his source? Teida, Shari Heid Yosef Ben Yoezer Ish Tzereda. Rebbe Yosef Ben Yoezer Ish Tzereda. He said two things. Al El Kamsa. Kamsa. We're not going to go into the Rashi's now, but there's a beautiful Rashi second of the wide lines that says that this is one of the kosher versions of a grasshopper. If you have the Masora and if you have the courage, you're welcome to eat this kind of grasshopper. This is what it was referred to. And he says about them, Dachan. The word Dachan is an Aramaic word. Dalif and Zion are, in, are interchangeable in Aramaic. It's really from the word Zach, which means clear, which means Tahor. So for our translations today, we're going to be learning the word Dachan as Tahor. So the Ayel Kamsa, this grasshopper is Tahor. One is allowed to eat it, no problem. And, and the key line that supports Rebbe Lazar in the Brisa, which is the Almashkin Beis Matbach Yadachyan that the liquids that are in the butcher house within the mikdash, where they were cutting up animals, there we said, Dachan, that all the liquids are, are, are tahor. All the liquids are perfectly fine. So this is a big stira, because if, if Rebbe Lazar is following in the footsteps of Rav Yosef, Ben Yoezer, Ish Tzreda, then he has a real marimakom that says that all the mashkin, is certainly in the base matbachia, in the, in the slaughterhouse of the mikdash, that they're going to be all tahor. But at the top of the page, he seemed to follow like Reb Meir, who held that there was a status, even Mido Raisa, for the liquid itself, Steer and Rebbe Lazar. Answers the Gemara, I should say, before we get to the answer. 
I could even understand Rebbe Lazar's contradiction. I could understand it according to Shmuel. And we're going to get into Shmuel Shita shortly. I could understand Shmuel. Shmuel says that where do we say that there is a dachan, that it's going to be tahor, that there's no tuma? That's to make other things tame. That was a shita that we saw earlier, but he holds it as totally tahor. We haven't seen that shita yet. Uh, he said, I could understand that. Where would Rebbe Lazar have a real answer? So had we followed Shmuel, what does Shmuel say? Well, there's two camps. One is the camp of the liquid itself, and the liquid itself can become Tamemi Doraisa. And in that, that was like the Braisa on line two of this page. But in regards to being Matame, something else of giving the capacity to give Tuma to something else, there, no. There he says that there is no Tuma at all. So I guess in theory, we could answer the steer of Elazar according to Shmuel. However, according to Rav, you can't do that. Ella the Rav, according to Rav, who understood the Shita, of Rav Yosef, um, Rav Yosef ben Yoezer ish Tzreda, Elalirav, 10 lines down to Amar, Dachan Mamish, who holds that no liquids are ever Tamemi Daraisa. Even the barrel of fat in which you dipped a, an Av Hatuma Sheretz, it doesn't make a difference. There's no Tamemi Daraisa by liquids, Michael and Maymar. If the way we understand Rav Yosef ish Tzreda is the way that Rav understood him, then there's no possible way for Revelazar to get out of the stira because the person he's quoting holds that there's no tuma in liquids, but Revelazar himself said there is because he said, I hold like Rev Meir. So says the Gemara, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak Achada. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, it's really like Shmuel. Really, what he's saying is that Revelazar in one area, Achada, in one area, he holds like Rev Meir. Which area is that? The liquid itself can become Tamimita Raisa. However, it cannot give over tuma at all. So says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. Because if you look at the second line, it says, like his words, not in the singular, but says the Gemara, plural, multiple things. Dinefiche means more. It's not one thing. Rebbe Lazar in the Brisa on the second line seems to be in lockstep with the Shita of Rav Meir in both areas, not just one. That's problem number one. Ve'odin. Furthermore, what else did the Brisa say? Vaha quote v'chein ktani. It said, and similarly, come on, you gotta you gotta have some integrity here. It doesn't seem like Rebbe Lazar is able to really make this work. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Answers the Gemara Kashia. You're right. What a powerful question. We don't know the answer. The Gemara's question remains unanswered. This is a kasha within the Shita of Rabbi Elazar. Now we don't have to we have to worry about it because lahadira. We want to understand. His shita, um, and we would have to look in the Rishonim, which we certainly don't have time for. So we're going to move on. But just understand that Rebbe Lazar's shita is very complicated within the Gemara because these two brises don't stem. Let's continue. We're one third of the way down. Gufa. The word gufa always reminds us that we're bringing back something that we saw earlier, so that we can learn it in a little bit more depth. And this was Rav and Shmuel that we just saw. Now remember that Rav and Shmuel were trying to understand the shita of Yosef. Rav Yosef ben Yoezer ish That's what their machlokas is about. So let's dig in. Gufa, Rav Amar Dachan Mamish. Rav says that the taha, the tahara of liquids is everywhere. The liquid itself cannot become tamei, and it's alachas kama v'kama. It certainly can't give tuma to others. V'shmuel Amar Dachan. Where is the purity? Where is the tahara? That's only milatame tuma sacherim. 
That's only in that a liquid lacks the capacity to give tuma to others. But Shmuel holds that the liquid itself can become tamimidoraisa. Now, let's support each shita. Rav Amar Dachan Mamish. What's the explanation of Rav Shita? Rav says Dachan Mamish that liquids are just simply not subject to Tuma Midoraisa. Says the Gemara, Kastavar Tumas Mashkin Dirabonon. He says that the Tuma of Mashkin is only Midirabonon. Vechi Gazru Rabonon be Mashkin de Alma. When the rabbis made a gzera, it was only by drinks, uh, by liquids in the outside world. But where Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer Ishtzredo was lenient, if you look back in the Brisa on the eighth line of the page, it says that it was only in the base matbachia. So Rav says, where was it that Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer Ishtzredo was completely lenient? That was only in the slaughter room in the mikdash. But outside the mikdash, we have a status mitarabanan that liquids can contract tuma, but they never give it. Let's analyze Shmuel's opinion halfway down. He had said that, that liquid lacks the capacity to give tuma to other areas, to other foods. Aval, but he did agree fundamentally that tuma atman yeshlahen. That drinks, that liquids themselves can become tamemi de oraisa. So let's analyze his shita. What is the old kasavar? He holds the following: tumas mashkin atzman de oraisa. If you have a vat of oil, a vat of wine, and you take a sheretz, one of the shmona shratzim that's dead, and you dip it in the liquid, that liquid has a tuma status mi de oraisa. No safek, no derabanan. It's a din de oraisa. And if it would be truma, you'd have to be sorry if the truma you have to burn it. So it's a it's a very high level of tuma. It says, He argues with Rav in this way that there's still an Isser Derabanan, granted, granted, a liquid doesn't have the capacity to give Tuma to anything else on a Torah level, but it does rabbinically. Okay? The Isser Derabanan is only here in regards to giving to others. Um, but in the slaughter room in the Azara, in the Beis HaMikdash, there is no Iser Derabanan, in line with our general guidelines that in the Mikdash there were no Shvosim, that there were no Dini Derabanan. And where the rabbis were not Gozer, that was only in regards to, um, to making other things. But when it comes to the liquid itself becoming Tameh, that's even possible, even in the Beis HaMikdash. Because that's not a shvuz, that's not a dinder abanon. Because Shmuel held that the liquid itself becoming tameh was always going to have a status midaraisa, even in the mikdash. Huge fundamental machlokas. Let's just take this as an example. Let's say that there's a, a dead rodent, one of the shwana shratzim, it sneaks into the base matbachia and it touches a, a vat of blood, a vat of oil, a vat of anything in the base matbachia in the slaughter room. So according to Rav, that's at most an iser der abanon. Uh, uh, that is at most a status of an Isser Midrabanan, of Tameh Midrabanan. But according to Shmuel, it's an Isser Doraisa. It's a status Doraisa that that wine, that oil is Tameh Midrabanan. And if it's true, it has to be burnt. It's not Tluya like it would be according to Rab. They're big nafkaminas. Good. So these are their two shitas. And now what we're going to do for the rest of the day is just ask questions on Rab and Shmuel. The rest is easier than the beginning. Uh, we're going to ask one question on Shmuel. We're going to ask four or five questions on Rab with a couple of tangential sugyas along the way. And then we will wrap up for the evening. We'll be stopping on the top of Yudzayin Amud Aleph, unless we hit Mara first, which I hope we don't. Let's continue. We are, uh, where are we? Five lines up uh, before the Gemara gets to the wider lines. Amar Le Ravuna. Barchinana libre. Ravuna Barchinana said libre to his son, Ki ailis When you get to yeshiva, 
Can you please ask your Rebbe, a Shiloh for me? Ask her, Papa Ramile, ask him the following question. Miyamar Shmuel, Rapapa, did Shmuel really say that really liquids lack the capacity to give tuma to other food items? But that the liquid itself can become tamemidoraisa? Do you really believe in that chakira? What's the problem? So, um, so the father of, um, who was this? The, the father that Rav Huna Barchinina, what he was concerned about was the following pasuk. Karikan ba'basar. Anything it touches can become tame. So how can you say that there's no capacity to give tuma? This says the Gemara, We know that there are times that things degrade very slowly. When you have a ravi'i by kachim, and then it touches something else, that's the end of the line of tuma. That's it. There's no chamishi. In general, when it comes to degradation of Tuma, we have um, Ava Tuma, then we have Rishon, and then we have Shani. By and large, there's no Tuma Shlishi, only by Kachim and Truma. And there's only a Revi of Tuma by Kachim. So it's everything, uh, Rishon, Latuma, Shani, Latuma, Truma by Shlishi, and only Kachim by Revi. But once we get there, the Tuma is degraded. So what the Gemara is saying is that what are you? Why are you asking me about whether or not the tuma transfers from the liquid to other things? Tuma degrades. We know that. That's a, that's the biggest soda in tuma. Tuma degrades. So because tuma degrades, stop asking your question. I'm totally fine. Tuma degrades. Says the Gemara. That's not a very good answer. Why not? Because maskiflor ravashi, first of the long lines, maskiflor ravashi, at least by revi bekodesh loikri tame. At least there, it's not tummy anymore. You're right, it degrades, but it's not called tummy. But here, high ikri tummy, but here the pasuk refers to it as tummy. So how can it be, Shmuel, that you hold of your shita, that you say that liquid doesn't have the capacity to give tuma to something else when the pasuk implies that it does and calls it tummy? You're going to tell me tuma degrades? Stop. The Torah calls it tummy. Who are you to say otherwise? Answers the Gemara, kasha, bomb kasha against Shmuel. No answer. Good. Well, not good. But we're going to move on to the first question about Rav. It says the Gemara, 10 lines or so from the bottom, second of the wide lines, Tashma. The Pasuk says, We see that liquids can make things tame, kasha against Rav. Rav, how can you say that there's no Tuma at all? We see here that liquids can become tame. How does that do? And this is the Torah talking. So it says the Gemara, my Yitma. It doesn't mean that the liquid itself can become tame. It means hichshir. It means it can be a liquid that is between two tame items that is the, the medium of transfer. Very different. So let's say I have uh, two items. Let's say uh, that I have um, this item is tame and this item is not tame. You can touch them all day together. No tuma transfers. There's liquid between them that's machshir. Then the tuma transfers, even if the liquid's not tame. We're not talking about the liquid being tame. When we're talking about being machshir, it's just liquid between two things that allows tuma to transfer. So the Gemara says, it's supporting Rab, that when the Pasuk says that there's tuma from liquid, it doesn't mean that the liquid itself can become tame, kasha and Rab. No, we're talking about the liquid being used as a medium to transfer tuma, even if the liquid's not tame itself. Perfect answer. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. Hichshir, in regards to that, about liquids being used as a medium, Hichshir, that we have, that we know from another Marimakam, we have the beginning of the Pasuk that says, we learned this in a previous part of the Masechta, maybe in a previous Masechta, I don't remember where it is, but there we said that we already know that the Pasuk, we know already that uh, that we have Hichshir Latuma, so 
what you can't tell me that this pasuk is talking about hechsher latuma. The other pasuk was talking about hechsher latuma. Says the Gemara, we need both. Chad betulushin, the chad bimechubarin. One is where the water has been separated from the ground, and the other is the water is still connected to the ground. Vitzriche, and we need both drushos. We need a double drusha to make sure that we know that. Water can be a medium for tuma under various circumstances, both when it's um, freed from the ground and when it's still connected to the ground. Why would we have not assumed that one would apply to the other? Says the Gemara, four lines into the wide line, six lines from the bottom, it's Riche. If I had only thought, I had a Havamina, that maybe the only liquid that can be machshir something, the only liquid that can function as a medium to transfer tuma, that's if it's tullish, that if it's not, that's if it's not connected to the ground. Because I've showed a chashi, I picked it up. I put a drink in here because I want the drink in here. It's chashuv. So therefore, that will function as a machshir latuma, as a medium to transfer tuma. There, I didn't show any chashi, but it's still on the ground. I didn't even bother picking it up. So says the Gemara, I would have only thought it's betulushin and that it only, the, the liquid could only function as a medium for transferring tuma when it's separated from its source, but not on the ground, says the Gemara, aim alo. I might've thought otherwise. And the other uh, says the Gemara, yeah, about the mechubarin, aim alo. And then says the Gemara on the other side, the itan and mechubarin. And if I would have only had the Pasuk that referred to mechubarin, where the water is on its source on the ground, then I could have argued that because it's still in the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it, that's Chashu. I didn't move it. I didn't move it. Havamina, that that would only be the case where the liquid could be Machshul Latuma, but and I might have thought that once you separated it, loses that status. Uh, therefore, says we need both. And again, Rav gets out of the problem. The Pasuk is not talking about whether or not the liquid itself can become Tameh. No, Ad Rav can stand on his own two feet because the Pasuk is not talking about that. The Pasuk is only talking about Machshirin, uh, where a liquid is being used to transfer to him. Five lines from the bottom. Tashma, another question. The Pasuk says, The water in the mikvah will be Tahor. What does that imply? That it can also become Tameh. Kashyan Rav, I water can be can become tame. Rav, you said that water, no liquids can become tame, Rav. But the Pusik says you're wrong. So Kashyan Rav answers the Gemara. Mayetahor, me tuma so from his tuma, from the guy who's going in the mikvah, not from the water. The water, according to Rav, can never become tame. Me tuma so from the guy getting hopping in the water. Maha mikvah mataris We know that water can change a person's tuma status. Water can change the status from a woman who's a nida de oraisa to a woman who's a who's tahora midoraisa. The beautiful vort, mayim, begins with the letter mem that's open. There's something chaser. You go through the process of yud, the yud of mayim. Yud is yichud Hashem. And when you go through that process, you end up with a mem that's completely sealed. Now you are a shalem. The yud, the yichud HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills out the mem, and mem is 40 sa. This is, I believe, quoted in the Maharal, a beautiful idea about how mayim is mitayir. It completes, it transitions yumida oraisa. But the water itself never becomes tameh, just like Rav. The Pasuk was only saying, the Pasuk was only saying that the person who goes in the water can remove his tumah. Good. So says the Gemara, this is a tangent, Sugya. The tlushin, you said above that water that's separated from the source is meimachshirin. Water that's in a cup can be used to be meimachshir. Hang on one second. We saw this above in the name of Yosef ben Yoezer ish Tzreda. All of the liquids that are in the slaughter room and the azara, not only are they considered to be tahor, 
Not only are unbelievable, uh, unbelievable how little tuma there is for the liquid that's in this room, all of the blood of the animals, not only do, can they not become tame at all, they can't even function to be a medium for tuma, even a, a very lightweight thing, two pieces of meat, blood in between, tuma transfers, no, not in the base matpachia. So says the Gemara, that, that seems from here that we that solution doesn't work, that if liquid is separated from its source, that it doesn't function as a machshir, even as a machshir, huge kula. So how do we understand that? Mashkin, okay, so that's two lines from the bottom. How do we answer this question? Answer the Gemara, tir gemara al-dam. That's only true in regards to blood. How do we know that the blood of Kachim cannot function as a medium to transfer tuma? A well-known pasuk, but the drush is not well-known, and the drusha is gorgeous. Only when blood is spilled out on the ground, unusable blood. That's when it's machshir. Turning to the top of the page, dam she'eno nishbach kemayim, but when blood is not spilled like water, eno machshir, then it's not machshir. When is that? Rashi highlights. That's when you collect it in a kli, when you're using it for zrika sadam. The blood for kudshim after the shechita, when you collect it for zrika sadam, that's what he meant at the bottom of the page, when in the name of Rav Chia Barab, in the name of Rav Yochan, that it's not machshir. That's talking about the dam of kudshim when it's collected in a kli. But the dam afterwards that goes on the ground, or let's say by chulen, I, we want to eat basar all the time. When they shech those animals, the blood just drains. So there, that that blood is gonna is gonna be machshir tuma, absolutely. Um, yeah, dam Yeah, that's the blood that's gonna be machshir tuma. The blood from the animals that we eat absolutely would be machshir tuma because it's not collected in the kli. But when it's collected in the kli, it's not machshir. Perfect. Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. After the shechita is done, and after the animal dies, maskifle Rav Shmuel Barami hare dam hatam veino machshir. But the blood. After the animal's dead, they're still dripping of blood. So after the animal's dead, what about that blood? It spills out all over the place, but it's Eino Machshir. Everyone agrees that Dam Tamtas, <coughs> the blood after the animal has died, that that blood cannot transfer Tuma. It doesn't function as a Machshir. It can't be a medium to transfer Tuma. Omar Le Reb Zera, Hanach Ladama Tamtas. Leave that blood alone. We're not talking about that. Even forget Kutchin under all circumstances, the blood that goes on the ground after the animal's dead, that's not one of the liquids that's, that, that is a transferred liquid. So this is qualifying our list. We know Yad Shachatam, the seven liquids that are used to transfer tumen. Now we have some qualifications of that. When it comes to Dam, it's not always true. The only time that's going to be tummy is under certain circumstances that, that like they, by kudshim it's not, and if it spills on the ground, it is, but not the dam tams is fine. So that's how the Gemara gets out of the dam question. And Kibla Mine, fifth line, that's stuff to Zion on the base. Kibla Mine, Rav Shmuel Bar Ami. The Torah says in many times, in many places, that we're not allowed to eat blood. Dam, listen carefully. This is what the, the this is the, the the This is the thread that explains all dam and, and as to whether or not it'll be a machshir. Dam The blood with which the nefesh ek exits the body, the blood that ends up technically killing the animal. That's karui dam. It has the, the name of dam. Otherwise, it's not blood. Dam she'ena nefesh yotzei ba'ena karui dam. 
Good. So that's why only dam, that is machshir, is dam that's collected. Very good. Tashma, another question. Listen to the first three words of this, and then we already know our question on Rav. Dam, shenitma, Vizarku, how can blood become tame? Rav said liquids can't become tame. Let's finish the brisa. Dam shenitma vizarku. Let's say that the blood became tame and you still did the zrika sadam. You still sprinkled it on the mizbeah. So it says the Gemara depends. Bishogeg, if you didn't know, it was an accident. You didn't know it became tame. So then the halacha is hurza. Then your zrika is considered acceptable and the korban is fine. Then amazing. If you knew it became tame and you're just totally not following Allah, you still did this rika, low horsa, not good. So it says the Gemara, how does how does Rav get out of this? An explicit brisa. The brisa says that dam can become tame. Answers the Gemara, it's only me the Rabbanon. And that's how Rav can get out of it. This Gemara is a din de Rabbanon. Udiloka Rabbiose Benyo Ezrish Tsereda. Rabbiose Benyo Ezrish Tsereda, as we saw on the previous page, says that there's no iser, there's no tuma at all. This price, it doesn't agree with him. There's a Tuma de Rabbanan, And the fact that it's a Tuma de Rabbanan means that it's not a problem for Rav. Because Rav was uh, saying on a Torah level, there's nothing. But maybe me de Rabbanan, there is. And this is just not like Yossi ben Yosha on the previous page, who says that there's no Tuma whatsoever. Next question. One third of the way down to Zainam Let's continue. Toshma. Al-Mahat Tzitz We know that the Tzitz, uh, one of the begadim, one of the shmon begadim that the Kohen Gadol would wear, that it was miratze, it was able to, to get ritu, able to get ratzon Hashem, to get a Kaddish Baruch Hu to accept things, it was able to help us. So al-mahatzitz miratze, how did the tzitz help us? Al-hadam, listen, blood already. Al-hadam, the al-abasar v'al-achilev, shenitma, another mari makom, which indicates the tzitz can help with blood that's tummy. Kasha and Rav again. Rav, how can you say there's no tuma when it comes to liquids? The tzitz helped with blood that was tame. Kasha and Rav. Beautiful question. Let's finish the brisa. Bain b'shogeg, bain b'mezi, bain b'ones. We don't even care how it became tame. It doesn't make a difference. The tzitz can still help. Bain b'ratzon. It could even have been intentional. Bain b'yachid, bain b'tzibor. Whether it applies to the korban of one person or the korban of many, it doesn't make a difference. So we see from Kasha and Rav, we see that blood can become tame. Same answer. What will Rav say? That's only talking Midra Bonan. But Midel Raisa, Rav holds his ground that blood can never become Tame. Uh, and, and again, because he said that there's no tomb at all, even Midra Bonan. Fine. Next question. What does it mean that Aaron will carry the sin of the Kachim? What sin are we talking about in the Pasuk? There's only a couple of options. Im Avon Pigul. If we're talking about pigol, where a person has a machshava that's incorrect during the korban, that that uh, can't be helped by aharon. That's never going to be accepted. If pigol happens, then the korban's dead in the water. Nothing, nothing can help you. If you want to say it's about food that you're eating after the expiry of halacha, day, night, or day, night, day, whatever the type of korban that you're eating. If we're talking about nosar, that doesn't work either because that will not be included either. So what are we talking about? We must be talking about the Avon of Tumah. We know that Tumah, under certain circumstances, even when many people are uh, are tame, we still allow Tumah that even when a lot of people are tame, we still allow for the Korbanos to be brought. My love, Tumah's dumb. Aren't we talking about the Tuma of blood? Again, Kasha and Rav, we see blood can become Tame. Rav said that blood can't become Tame. He says, Dachan Mamish, that nothing can become Tame when it comes to liquids. But we see here that blood can become Tame. And it's, it's even speaking about a Pasuk, says the Gemara. Amarav Papa, nope. The Pasuk that's speaking about, Vinasa Aharon Es Avona Kachim, it wasn't talking about this, it was talking about 
Lo tumas kmatim is talking about the kmitza. The kmitza is a grip of flour that was used by the korban mincha. The coin would reach in and grab. He'd open up his thumb and open up his pinky and whatever was left and uh, under the three fingers he would, he would use as the korban mincha. That's what the pasuk was talking about. That even if it becomes tummy, venasa arona, what's the pasuk? Venasa arona savona kachim. So that's what the pasuk was talking about. And again, Rav skirts his concern. Last to give for the night and then we will close at the top of Yudzayin Madalaf Toshma. This pasuk is from Chagai. This word, these words of Basar Kodesh, Rashi explains that we're actually not talking about anything holy at all. We're talking about a Sheretz that's Tame and Avatuma. You can take a look at Rashi toward the bottom of the page and look at it on your own time. But the Pasuk is saying when a person has with him Basar Kodesh, he has with him a, um, a Sheretz that's Tame and Beknaf Bigdo, it touches his clothing. Benaga Bekanfo El Halechem. And his garment then touched the bread, vel hanazid, and it touched the food, vel hayayin vel hashemen, vel kol machal. It touched all of these foods. So hektish is it hektish? And the kohanim at the time answered that no, it's not problematic. And on this pasuk, turning to the top of Yudzayin and Aleph, the Amarav ishtabish kohanim. The kohanim there made an error; they were not correct. So that, what what are you talking about? So then, what are you saying that there is tuma? Rav, Rav you're saying there's tuma. The whole time we've been saying that Rav says there's no Tuma. Now Rav's perking up and saying there's Tuma. How do we answer this? Now this is not like the other sources that can be explained away. This is Rav who says that there is Tuma. The Pasuk, the Kohana made an error. There is Tuma. So now we have Rav saying that there is Tuma. And the Rav from the last 50, 60 lines, it says that there's no Tuma by liquids. How does Rav get out of this? Says Gemara, media have a Rav. We have to understand Rav. Rav, mashke based matbachiyatani. Rav was only saying his idea that there's no tuma by liquids in the base matbachia in the butcher room where everything, all the cutting was being done in the base of mikdash. However, listen to the gentle change in language. Ava mashke based matbachia. Dalit and Zion are interchangeable. The Mizbeach, the liquids by the Mizbeach, which is Yain and Shemen, which is what is referenced in this pasuk. Look at the uh, look two lines from the bottom of the Zion at base. Bela Yain, Bela Shemen. The pasuk wasn't speaking about the base Madbachia. It's not talking about Dam. That pasuk is talking about Yain and Shemen, and that we would use on the Mizbeach itself. We had the Misuchamayim. We had the, the whatever. We had all the oils. We had the Shemen. Perfect. This is Rav's distinction. Rav agrees, and this, with this we'll conclude, Rav agrees that when we're talking about the liquids that are inside the base, matbachia, the place where all the cutting took place in the mikdash, no tumami rice on liquids, maybe tumami rabbanon, maybe. But when it comes to the liquids of the madbachia, the mizbeach, there, there can be tame, says the Gemara, of mashke be madbachia mitame. And with that, we're going to conclude. We're three lines from the top of the page. Just wanted to give you an update. Amir Tzashem, we're going to be moving the audio shiurim over to a podcast format so that it's a little easier to use for people who listen to the audio shiurim because I know it's sometimes hard to listen to in WhatsApp. Hopefully that will make things easier. We'll keep you posted as, uh, as that develops. I wish you all a beautiful night.